0: Gen X Podcast, dropping gems for the culture with the pop appeal, feel to it. A Gen X Podcast, dropping gems for the culture with the faith appeal, feel. Great day, great people. Welcome to the latest episode of Gen X Has Something to Say. I know you guys have discussed in some form of fashion via your social media uh, feeds, comments, likes, loves, angry phrase, whatever the case may be. Uh, you have interacted with Monique's Instagram live, the comedian Monique. Her Instagram live post about what she saw when she was traveling through uh, the airport in Atlanta on the way to a show she had in Mississippi. Uh to make the story short, she pretty much said that she saw way too many bonnets, scarves, slippers, pajamas, women wrapped up in blankets with the appearance of not really caring about what they looked like. And Monique, being who she is and she has been uh, lovingly given the title of auntie by a lot of people who follow her, who uh, consider her an influencer in their lives, Um She took that role on and decided that she was going to come at the young sisters from an auntie perspective and saying that uh, you should do better. In essence, do better. You need to or you should uh, when you're out in public, you need to dress like you. It means something to you. Um, You need to be in a space where uh, when people see you, they see the greatness of you, they see who you are and what you are about, just in your dress when you're out in public. And after listening to it a couple of times, uh, looking at all the media posts and, and comments people made, uh, I get it. I get it. With so much negative imagery that we see on TV today concerning black women, uh, definitely it presses the narrative when you go to the airport or you go to the store or any other place and you see black women. Um, and bonnets and slippers, uh, house coats, moo moos, whatever the case may be, that you know, stuff that really is considered by many to be your at home clothes. You see them out in public with those things on, and they can. and I, I get it, I understand. Uh, our culture needs to needs to be seen in a greater light you know we are more than just bonnets and scarves i get that whole thing monique was coming from a a humble place uh she didn't call the ladies names she wasn't being disrespectful to him she just really came in a place of of love where she wanted to share her wisdom her knowledge from her point of view her perspective um definitely something that we couldn't appreciate given the way a lot of people come at uh, the younger generation today. So she didn't come in that way. She was very, uh, very loving in how she presented that. However, it still received a lot of feedback, a lot of pushback from people, uh, definitely brought out a lot of opinion, uh, definitely called her hypocritical in a sense, just by the way she was dressed. So it just kind of begs the question of what was it that, out of her statement out of the way she presented it that brought so much negativity uh brought so much negative energy to her to where she had to make other videos in response to the video she originally posted so it just really you know why did it come to that space why are we in this space where this particular uh, moment of sharing wisdom is a problem People draw the line from where I totally agree with Monique, and I believe she went too far and I disagree with what she's saying. Uh, Is when she makes the statement, uh, When did we lose our pride? Where do we lose our self respect in our appearance? And it takes, or it makes the assumption rather, that the people that are wearing, that we see in airports, stores, shopping malls, wherever the case may be, when we see these bonnet scarves and and slippers, we are saying that these people, because of the way they look, don't have any pride or self-respect. And that is a slippery slope to be on because we as a community uh, hang our hats on the cautionary line of don't judge a book by our cover. We are saying to those communities who try to judge us just because of the color of our skin, there's more to us. We are a great people. We do that as a as a way to say, you know, you're looking at our appearance, but There's more to us than that if you just take the time to open the book instead of judging me by the cover. Uh, Trayvon Martin, there's a prime example of this that jumps out of my head is that he got into a confrontation simply because of his appearance. He had on a hoodie and we are not to the point of talking about killing in this point, but we are in a space where we are seeing people and just by the way they look, we are Casting a negative narrative over that person, not knowing anything about them. And we should know better as a community because that is what we fight every day. And it is hurtful. It it drives the state even more when somebody that looks like us, that has a whole lot of influence, has thousands of followers and people that she can influence either way uh, when they are making comments about my personal decision to wear a bonnet or wear slippers to the airport um, or to the store or to the grocery store, then you Two are perpetuating that, okay, she don't have any self-respect because she came out here looking like this. She must have no pride in herself because of the way she came into this store. And that can be hurtful because all of us are fighting for this equality, this justice and this respect. And the one place where I should feel most comfortable and where I can count on, People allow me to be who I am is my own community. But yet here we are in a situation where somebody who holds who we hold in high esteem and has influence over our community is saying such a thing, even though it comes in love. And that's just a, it's a difficult dilemma because most of us, that is what we've been taught. You have to dress up for interviews. You have to dress up to go to church. You can't wear beard if you work in corporate America, even though that's more accepted now. But at the time that my generation was coming through, at least um, at the early part, you couldn't wear a beard. You barely could get away with a mustache, depending on what area of corporate America you were in. You have to keep that clean, shaven face. You couldn't wear braids. It's, the list could just go on and on about... Um, mm-hmm having to to maneuver or present yourself in a way just so people outside could respect you my name. but in the midst of all of this i can still hear you say oh, oh, go right oh, and straighten your time you don't want one of them good jobs to pass you by no don't let no, no flow watching I believe this whole Monique bonnet gate, scarf gate in the airport uh, situation centers around respectability politics. Uh, for those of you that don't know a definition of respectability politics, it is simply conforming to mainstream standards based off of your appearance. We're using your appearance or behavior to conform to mainstream standards. And this is used in order to protect marginalized groups and for the sake of my color, my skin, black people. So this is a way that we uh, this is what is used in order to assimilate or in some cases allow yourself to be versatile so you can move and operate in ways that you want to move and operate. Um where did this come from, and why do we have to play the game so hard? is two questions that jump out at me, but really it goes back to um, the days of colonization when all the other European countries and what have you your know, England, your Spain, uh, Portugal, all these places, French, uh, that came to Africa to colonize, and upon appearance decided that two things one that they have no God in Africa and two uh, they are uncivilized and they deemed them uncivilized based on the way that they dress. So when they colonized them, tricked them into thinking that they were there to help when it really was trying to get them to assimilate to their style of life after taking those things away from them ie you know mathematics, uh, science, language, structure of language, all of those sorts of things. Um, it was just flat out disrespectful of being in a place to where uh, this concept of we are uncivilized and that we have to act a certain way so that we'll have their respect. Um, it's We've had to deal with that through time. Like each particular era, we've always found ourselves operating or moving in such a way to where we had to garner the respect of the dominating community or the dominating force at the time. Um, So many examples that we could use Uh, To to demonstrate this, and I know there's a good piece of this where um, we had to conform in such a such a way so that we could stay alive. But even that has its challenges, because if you if you were able to uh, play the respectability politics game too well then you were uppity and you got killed for that if you decided that you didn't want to assimilate it then they would be killed for that because you would be inciting a riot or you would be stirring up trouble to where you might get black people to think for themselves and decide to come together and make something of their own uh disrespectability politics is is something serious and we've bought into it um This whole situation with Monique is respectability politics because at the end of the day, whose respect are we trying to gain by our appearance? Who respect? Whose respect is that we're trying to get? Because if we are individuals and we believe that we should express ourselves because we're taught, be who you are, do you... uh, Make sure that, you know, you don't lose yourself in in trying to gain stuff. And we've just been taught this. We've talked about it. We've always made this point where we just want to be ourselves. But yet we come to a place where when we decide to do that or we're operating where I just don't feel like being owned. So I'm going to wear this bonnet to the airport. Then we are accused of not having self-respect and we are not. Um, we don't take any pride in our appearance because it, with respectability pride, uh, politics, we always have to be on. Whenever we step out of the house, we are on. And that can be tough because you want to be able to relax. Uh, For the sisters out there, they just want to go to the store, pick up some eggs and come back. Why do I have to beat my face all the way up and put on the best outfit just to go to the go to the store and pick up something that doesn't make any sense? So why are we participating or why are we so gung ho about Participating or using respectability pro, uh, politics or uh, operating in this appearance, putting our best appearance and, you know, not our best appearance, just really presenting the best appearance to make the dominant culture feel comfortable. Because that's really where it gets to, where we're trying to make the other or the dominant culture feel comfortable enough to where they get past the stereotypes that they have, where they've been judging a book by the cover for so long that we have to go out of our way and play this game in order to make them feel comfortable enough to give us opportunities that should have been afforded to us in the first place. So, you know, what what do we do with this? Because really, at the end of the day, I say all of that. At the end of the day, you still have to play the game because the dominant culture is holding a lot of the keys that we want access to. And in order to get yourself into the position to attain that key and help your community, you got to play some of the respectability politics. You have to present your appearance uh, in such a way, even if you're an entrepreneur, I mean, some may have that stream where, okay, well, I'll just work for myself and I ain't got an answer to nobody. Well, your appearance and your standard is what will drive people to you or away from you. That's respectability pro- uh, politics. So, and it even works so in the twines of our community. There's respectability pro- uh, politics in. In our faith community, there's a certain way that you are supposed to present yourself. I said it earlier about having to um, dress up to go to church. Um, We, in one hand, will say, come as you are. But the person that comes as they are, be it uh, alcohol on their breath, clothes are dirty. They look a complete mess. We are somewhere with eyes turned funny, a nose twitched up. Uh, With this elitist attitude towards them, Uh, we try to deal with them before they make it to the door to make sure they're okay just on their appearance. Um, But then uh, if somebody comes in, they want you to be dressed up and want you to be a certain way. All of this respectability politics. It's just something that, you know, it's an unfortunate uh, beast that we have to play with. But the question becomes, why do we have to play with it within our own community? Mm-hmm. Original, individual, snoop, criminal. Dance a lot, dance a little, shuffle to the middle. Don't clock anybody, let them all clock you. Don't be down with anybody, let them all be down with you. Stay self-managed, self so it. self-taught. So be your own man, don't be daughter, don't be bored. Start it with the power, I'ma end it with a bang. Bang, bang, bang. We got our own thing you know this monique thing I really started out uh, agreeing with a lot of what she said it made sense to me uh in first listening um, definitely when we when we think about um how media portrays us especially our black women um that is the image portrayed on those shows is what Monique was talking about really is what we see. Um, but the more I talked about it, the more I've read comments, the more I heard different perspectives, I began to develop my own and really what it amounted to me to become is that it's a respectability politics game. Um, and this respectability politics game, uh, Always forces our community to wrestle between assimilating, and that is, you know, moving ourselves so much so to the dominant culture or the dominant people that we lose who we are, lose our individuality, we lose our authenticity uh, to a point where we are unsure if the things that we have obtained the knowledge that we have learned. Is it because we truly like these things or society has taught us or has assimilated us to where these are the things that we are supposed to like. So our mind is a bit jaded versus the versatility portion of playing the the game to where we are, we learn how to operate or play that game while keeping our full self in mind and we are under the 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 movement that I am doing what is necessary to get the things I want, but I am still maintaining who I am. I'm just playing this game, but outside of that game, I am going to be who I want to be, which in essence is what that bonnet could be because... The people that Monique may have seen in there wearing bonnets and stuff, they could be people in corporate America. They could be uh, people running their own business and being very successful. Um, but they've learned how to play the game. Uh, there are a million memes out here where people are talking hood or You know, talking in their natural vernacular only to when they pick up the phone and they're dealing with a business client. They have this professional non-black, non-white sounding voice and are able to maneuver just so they can have the things that they want to have. That's the versatility piece of the uh, respectability politics game is learning how to play that way. And the crazy thing about this whole situation is that the dominant culture does not have to play this game. They don't. Um, they are able to express themselves individually uh, their individual selves rather they are able to express that in the midst of their culture and to marginalize customs meaning black people in this case um, without any threat of somebody going viral talking about what they're doing in public they nobody cares on their end let me go, let me go. Goin' through so much, I swear these people let my go That's on me, that's on mamas On oh, my mama, I can't take no more So miss me with that drama Get your commas, get your racks straight Get your facts straight Hold me down, I rise up on them like the tax rate Keep my past straight, never lack faith God been working, they gon' have to hold me back, man And tell them tell tell You can pick a side if you wanna You already know who I'm You don't want no problems with me Shackles shackles on my feet. You know, our community uh, has integrated respectability politics so please. much into our culture to where oftentimes we are using it without even realizing that we are using it. Um, this situation with Monique's post is an example of that. Um, her attention is not to to degrade the people or to grade us in any way. However, the method and the thought process behind what she says is rooted in respectability politics. How many times throughout the years have we judged people in our community simply by the way they looked? How many times have we operated and not done things for people because or denied them? Uh, any access to our space just because they didn't have on the right suit or uh, they didn't wear something a certain way or didn't wear it at the right time. Um, Because it's so funny that we watched our grandparents and our parents uh, literally jump out of suits and dresses and, and shoes and the like um, because they were so uncomfortable in it, because they were playing the game. And we saw that. And the generations behind us, they saw that. So seeing and, and in seeing that, you get to the mindset of why do I want to be in those things? Because my parents didn't even like them being in it. My grandmama didn't like wearing that. So why am I gonna put on these things when they didn't even like it? So here we are, we are in a discussion about bonnets, scarves, and slippers of this time. When back in our day, we were discussing wearing a uh, baseball cap backwards. Uh, wearing, women were discussing wearing heels with jeans. Um, we were talking about not tucking in a dress shirt, a button-down shirt in your pants. And what it amounts to is that each generation, knowingly or unknowingly, is chipping away at the respectability politics game. And it's arriving to a point where the decision to assimilate and or be versatile to how you maneuver in this society does not factor into the full expression of your authentic self. So what we mean is the decision to assimilate To the point where we lose ourselves or be versatile and keep ourselves, but still having to operate in such a way to where we give this off this respect by appearing to lose who we are and who our culture. So we can't appear to be that um, that that Negro that's about change and wants equality. He got to be that one. To want to get along, to get along, uh, we have to not be someone that may agree with some people in the Black Lives Matter. You, one that likes to say all lives matter, that type of versatility that you have to operate in order to garner respect, to keep and to move up to where you want to go. And what happens is, or oh, oh, where we have arrived as a as a matter of discussion for this Monique situation. Until we get to that point where we are able to maneuver in this society and full expression of authentic self, until we get to that space, we just need to respect their journey. Um, just respect the way they do it. Offer, we, we can offer our opinion when they ask for us because if we have their respect and they feel like we respect them, then when they have some questions about how to maneuver, they'll ask us. And we got to celebrate their ability to define their future. Every generation has a right or has a moment to define the direction in which their future goes. We need to celebrate that. And last but not least is to mind the business that pays you. It's my perspective. I'm Generation X. Ask us something. We have something to say. Peace. Thanks for listening to Gen X has something to say. This is a podcast that celebrates an authentic and unique African-American Generation X experience with a spiritual feel through a Gen X perspective that's real. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on IG at Gen underscore X podcast. That's Gen underscore X podcast.